Hey, I'm Ruben from Dub. Welcome to Connection Loop, our actionable podcast about building businesses with daily human connections. Connection Loop features long form interviews with fascinating people in sales, marketing, and beyond. Enjoy today's episode and learn more about Dub at dub.com. We are live. What's up, guys? I'm here with Gina, and we're going to explore a really interesting topic today. And it's actually something that I am personally a student of right now. I'm going through the process, and I think that everyone should hear about this. Anyone that at least is interested in writing and eventually publishing a book, because Gina has gone through this process more than one time, and she has a story to tell, and she's got some great learnings here. So her latest book is called Social Media Doesn't Work Unless You Do, which is such a cool title. Um, I'd love to learn about that book, but I'd also lo- love to learn about the process uh, that you went through, that you've gone through in your life to, to, to write your book. How did you write it? How did you publish it? Did you get an editor? Did you self-publish it? You know, is it on Amazon? What can we do? How do you market it? Things like this. And, and, and. Not only have I done, I've done six or seven books now, um, but we also have clients who have been published by Big House Publishing. We've had um, one client, she has 47 books published all through a a big name publisher. We've had, so we've also had some that have done a little hybrid where it's kind of self-published through a publisher, but you're doing all the marketing. So we've kind of had experience on all sides. So I have a good perspective of, you know, what people need to do. And, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting because writing a book, I always say, don't write a book to make money because you're not going to get rich writing a book. Mm. (laughs) It's it's, unless you're a celebrity, um, and can get a big book deal. Um, it's hard to make a lot of money on books. So we always estimate with our clients, you're probably going to make about a dollar a book selling it. Now that, you know, no matter what the price point is, because if you're selling them on Amazon, Amazon takes 55% or whatever it is from, from their end, then you have all the costs involved in producing your book and marketing your book. So you're probably going to net about a dollar a book. And, um, so, and, and then if you, you know, go with a big name publisher, they typically are paying you about a dollar a book. So it's just interesting that you don't, you don't um, write a book to make millions unless you're a celebrity author those days are kind of, you know, it's, it's hard to get on with a, with a publisher. And we have one client that is um, actively working with an agent. And I'll tell you, it all starts a year before you publish your book. I tell people, don't wait until you publish your book to start marketing your book. A year before you're, you get your book going, you want to start building an audience. And it's that whole thing that people always talk about crowdfunding a book. You need a crowd before there's going to be funding. So even <laughs> in the book world, you've got to build your crowd before they're going to fund your book. By yeah, and right. um, I mean, you know, you, you've been doing marketing forever and you, you always want to be marketing ahead of time and take yes. on the journey with you of writing your book. So even when you're writing, sharing those things on social media, of, you know, I'm sitting down to write this morning and I'm feeling stuck or, wow, I was super inspired. Um, at this, uh, you know, cabin that I'm staying in, sharing pictures of you writing, it starts building that anticipation Yeah. before you ever get that book out. And so, you know, that there's so much to do before you even think about writing. But 
to decide what your goal is, is your goal to get this book picked up by a big house publisher for a specific reason? Because nowadays it's less desirable to go that route because mm. they own they own rights to your book that you may not want them to own. And some people now choose self-publishing so they can maintain the rights to then create courses with that or go into other countries with that. But if you sell the rights to a publisher, you really need a good book attorney to help you get through all of that because you could be signing away the rights to a book, which might be okay with you if your goal is just to get credibility with a big publishing house and have your name on a book, but you don't necessarily own the rights to it. So, Got it. Wow, Interesting. A lot to consider, but publishing a book, it's again, if you can get them to pay you a giant royalty up front and then there's your money and you don't care what they do with the rights. But if you're going to write a book that might, we have a client right now that her book could be a wonderful movie, a screenplay, all kinds of things. We're like, you got to think through this and work with an attorney because if you publish it through a big house publisher, they will own the rights to that movie screen everything unless you really do a good job of maintaining rights mm. yeah okay that that's that's I know. so it's valuable it's it's, it's also very daunting it's also it, very daunting it is and that's why most people today go you know i want a book so that it's kind of my calling card it's my i'm an expert in this area and i've written books on this topic it's a body of knowledge that i want to share and get out to the world so I'm going to self-publish it, and then I'm going to make money selling my books. So if you're a speaker, for example, every time you speak somewhere, people will want to buy your books. So if you're speaking and you're at conferences, you're able to sell your books, and you're able to make money off of your books, and it helps augment your speaking. And so, you know, again, because you own the rights and you self-publish it, you can sell it for let's say you're selling your book for 19, you know, 1895 and it costs you $4 to make that book. So you're making money every time you sell your books and you can sell them on your website. You can sell, if you sell them on Amazon. You're going to, they're going to take 50% of that book price um, off the top of 55%. So you have to factor that into whether you want to sell them on Amazon or not, it's great for distribution. It's great because they can get you into barnesandnoble.com. If you go through Amazon's book publishing, they do print on demand. So you don't have to, you don't have to print a bunch of books. They will, when they get orders, they will get those orders out there and they will make sure that it's on barnesandnoble.com and in locals, um, bookstores that have, um, the distribution through Amazon, which is just an interesting mm -hmm. partnership they have. But, there's, you know, it's just understanding what is your goal for having a book. That makes a lot of sense. Now, I have a lot of questions, and I'm, I'm sure most people actually have a lot of the question, questions centered around the process of writing the book, the catalyst moment, that journey, the documentation, right. the actual writing, you know, the pivoting, the research. I have a lot of questions on that, but I want to put that on hold for just one second. And very self selfishly, the reason why I want to do that is because... My book is, which is called Click Record, is actually ready to go. And when I say ready to go, I put it in air quotes because what is truly ready? But um, it's it's done. And, uh, you know, I'm going to start promoting this and I'm going to get this out there. So I'm kind of reaching out to my friends, you know, experts really 
that have gone through this process. So here I have a book and, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to go the self-publishing route. Um, I'd like to retain the rights, at least for, for the company, for Dub. And then I'd also like to have it as an asset that we can give to new subscribers and right. to offer it for free. Maybe we sell it, maybe don't. I'm kind of leaning towards more making it free. But I think that the challenge of that is that I don't know if you get the reviews, you know, on Amazon, can you give away a book for free and then still get reviews? So these are some questions that I have. But really, I guess my, my questions make it are... For, make it for 99 cents, you know, make it for 99 yeah. cents or $1.99. Or, I mean, there's a lot of people that say, we're going to send you a hard copy book for the price of, we're going to cover shipping. You know, they do things like that nowadays just to get that book widely distributed. So there's lots of ways you can do that. And it makes a great lead magnet if you have it in a PDF form, you know, an, an, an ebook format. You can give it away for 99 cents. And, That's a cool idea. You know, and then, then yes, you can definitely get reviews. And we always recommend we send galley copies um, to people ahead of time. Get in places like Goodreads where book clubs are looking for books to review. And they read your books and then they review your books. And so Goodreads is a good um, place to get early reviews. And then we always tell people, send them to friends and and you know customers and say what we i'd love you to do i'd love you to read this book and i'd love you to give me an honest review on amazon they can write a review on amazon even though they didn't buy the book there Uh, has to be out on amazon first okay got it so so here's a couple couple of questions so number one you mentioned ebook so that's the first one that i have so we're we're big into ebooks now if we start to put a pdf file out there in the world but then it's also for sale. Do we run yeah. the risk of, of having some doc out there that can get shared? Should we not be thinking about that? Is that kind of really small-minded? Um, what's your take on that? Well, it's interesting because with one of our clients, that she went with the Big House Publishing, but then what we did was we took her first chapter of the book, put that on, and actually it wasn't her first chapter. I think it was chapter three because we wanted to be strategic. That chapter one was a lot of intro stuff, kind of like when you go on Amazon and you read the first few pages. It may not give you really what the book is about. So uh, we found a meaty chapter that was really, you know, people would go, wow, I want more of this. And we made that a PDF and made that a lead magnet. And then at the at the back of the lead magnet, we said, um, we want to bring you, hand deliver a hard copy. And all most of our clientele is in Chicago and kind of that tri-city area. So she did a thing where we, at the back of chapter three, we did on a lead magnet cover that said, we want to hand deliver you a copy um, for you. All you have to do is click, give us your um, email address and your fill out this form. And it was giving their, their physical address. And somebody brought them a hard copy book so that she could get that hard copy book in the hands of people who could then hire her as a consultant. So we kind of had a strategy around using a chapter that was a giveaway, but it wasn't the whole book. And mm. uh, so you could do that. Yeah, and or I would make it an ebook, a full ebook, and make it available for maybe you know, I don't know, two ninety nine or something on your website. But it's almost a lead magnet that you could bundle with something else to make it a little different. Or maybe you get the ebook with a video, versus people who buy it somewhere else are getting it a standalone at a different price. So you can it's easy to make them different prices if you bundle it with something else. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Bundling, I think, makes makes a lot of sense. I mean, one of the things that we're we're thinking about is 
you mentioned lead magnet, right? And that, and I think the the value of that is that you have you have a high value asset here. It's highly educational, but then there's sort of a, a secondary business. You know, it's a services based business. It's an agency. In our in our case, it's a video software platform. So one of the ideas that we're contemplating is having the book be basically a little gift if someone signs up. Now, is it a free sign up? Is it a paid subscriber? So we're kind of going through a couple of ideas there. Any ideas uh, for us as a, as a software company? I mean, to me, that makes it, I mean, think about all the people who give away a valuable book to their clients as a gift. It's the same mm. concept. So yeah. I would not say that it's free, um, but we're going to give you this gift that's a value of $10 but we're going to give it to all of our customers who sign up this month. Or if you even download or do a trial or complete the trial and give us a, a review, we have a gift for you. Something that makes the value there and yet, um, you know, get creative. So it's not just, oh, and download a free ebook. It, it keeps it a high value item, but we're going to give it as a gift after you complete this or do something. Yeah. Got it. And then, so how concerned should we be about putting a PDF out there in the wild? I mean, think about any book. How how do you, how much concern is there about downloading eBooks anywhere, or even getting a hard copy book? Can people copy it? Of course they can. Um, you know, that's why I I don't like the idea of just giving away, putting it on your site free download. I would say that there's always something that they have to complete or do in order to get this gift in return. Um, you know, or sending it to your top customers as a gift instead of saying, we're giving this away for free. Got it. And then, so what is your strategy with your book, with, with your latest book or yeah. some successful strategies that you've had in the past? I mean, my latest book, the funny thing was I pre-sold 2000 copies before I ever wrote the book. So <laughs> I told you that story. It was a crazy story of me saying yes to things. But I had a client wanted me to come out and speak at their conference, mm. and they had they wanted to buy a copy of my latest book for the 2000 attendees. And I said, great. And it, I said, you know, it's coming out in, I think it's, I said it's coming out in February 2019, or yeah, 2019. And they said, yeah, we would love to get early copies for every attendee. So they paid for my book before I wrote the book and paid to have it made. So it was a weird situation but my other books i just did a lot of i was speaking a lot and so i always said it was just a thing to have as a you know you could buy one of my books at the back of the room or you could in the lobby i'm gonna have books at the table to sign and book signing and it, it was a great way to add on money to my speaking fee and then a lot of conferences they want to buy copies for all of their customers so it's just a great way to you know have have that credibility of having a book i have i like you you know i have a lot of thought leadership and expertise behind social marketing social media marketing and so i was like i need to put this into a book and my earlier books like i had one all about twitter for business huge mistake because that book was outdated in a year it's mm. like i made it too specific and i had screenshots and how to's and this book social media doesn't work is really taking every single platform that are the most popular platforms and walking through how to develop a strategy, not so much look for a screenshot and go in and fill out, you know, mm, so I right. Made it and that less, kind of tactical, uh, tactical information. Right. right. Mm -hmm. 
Right. But, it, you know, I still, I wrote it because I have a body of knowledge in that area that I thought needs to go into there. Right now I'm starting my thought process around planning a book on taking bigger risks and, you know, starting this co-working business this year has been this huge undertaking. And I had so many obstacles and so much money that has gone into this business, which I thought a couple of times I need to call Ruben and just pick your brain on how mm. did you survive these moments when you're going, Oh my gosh, I'm spending a ton of money on this business and is it going to work? And, you know, so, but I feel like now I've, I've got some expertise that's in a different area that will be interesting, but, but I take my audience now along the ride and I've been uh. doing marketing all the time. So people know what I'm doing and they're interested They're they're You know, you have people who are saying, Oh my gosh, what's happening with the co-working space or what are you doing with your marketing team and i i love sharing wow we're going to move into this co-working space we have 27 offices and we'll have one of them and so it's kind of helping people see the journey that if i decide to then a year from now put out a book those people are already there my audience is already being built mm, that's cool that's cool so where is your co-working space in where can, where can where yeah, is it in, uh is, is it open is it live have you launched March 1st, we open the doors. Now, March 1st is a really great day to start a business. Is that your birthday? No, it's not. <laughs> no, no. March March 1st, that day actually has some great history. There's, there's, there's an agency in LA, actually one of the first big, big internet agencies was called, I think it was called March 1st. Yeah, it was, it was, it came from like the Razorfish kind of early sort of 90s kind of agency world. And, and that's just, that's a great, great day. That's a very auspicious day. I will say well, that. And it's interesting because, you know, I said there have been so many, you know, I always ask people, what's the most, um, what's the most wonderful thing that never happened? And, you know, <laughs> I have so many things this year that we were supposed to open last November and that didn't happen. And now it's like, wow, good thing it didn't because nobody wants to open a business over the holidays and try, you know, and then we had we had so many things that didn't happen, and at the time you go, oh my gosh, this just fell through, and um, and then you look back and you say, oh, it was just the perfect thing that never happened. And I think when you know writing a book too, there's it's a it's a birthing process, and so some people try to rush a book and they feel frustrated because they can't sit down and spend enough time writing. But I always say, when that book is ready to be birthed. It's going to come forth. You will find that you will find the time to just sit and pour out the, the content of that book. Technical books are a little different because there's so much research that goes into them and you have to, you know, check everything. But when you, it depends on the, the topic of your book. Some books are in your heart and in your mind that you just need to get it out. Um, but I feel like everybody has a book in them. And I think all of us need to at times just be writing I mean, I'm constantly writing, um, you know, these daily little entries of things that happen in that day and how I overcame them and lessons that I'm learning, lessons I'm passing on to my, my daughters who are working with me. Um, and so that will be the body that will go into the next book. But I think if we're always thinking of thinking of our life in the form of stories. And, and a lot of times I look at it as just a legacy of going, what am I leaving behind when I'm gone? So that my body of knowledge is out there, you know. That's cool. That's that's powerful. It's important. That's, that's that's really inspiring. So, what would you say the 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 sort of 
biggest possible mistakes uh, that someone can do in the in the book writing or book book production process? You mentioned not gaining an early audience. You, there was a couple that you mentioned, but any kind of war stories, failure stories, really sort of tangible things that you might convey to us? Yeah, several things come to mind. One of our clients lost the rights to a lot of her. Well, she sold her business. Her name was in her business, <laughs> which is just a weird scenario in itself. And then tried to relaunch a business and was sued by her own, you know, it was like crazy stuff. So be careful of giving away rights is one mistake I've seen. Um, and then another one, people wait until their book is out to start publishing. Yes. Right now we have clients working with agents to get their book proposal out there. And right away, agents will tell you, you better build your audience. They want to see that you have numbers. The scary thing about that is then people say, oh, I just need numbers. So I'm just going to go buy a bunch of fake followers so that I can sell my book. The problem is you get fake followers later. That's going to bite you in the butt when you try to run ads for your book and Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, they're all going to look at your audience and say, let's find more people to show this ad to so like <laughs> the people you're connected with and all you're connected with is spam bots. We, we run into that. I'm like, you bought all these fake followers. Yeah, we can't. It's really hard it's... to run ads after you have a bunch of spam accounts connected to your account. So. Yeah, that's always something I always say, build an authentic audience of people. It doesn't have to be 10,000. Your book agents will want to see numbers like that. They're going to want to see big numbers on your social media platforms. But the reality is, do you have a group of people who will buy your book? And, you know, that just takes time. It's not a quick fix thing. And I, I know that's so frustrating. That's not the answer people want. Um but I say it just takes time to build the real audience who will really put money down on your book and, and do that. And then really plan a strategy. Let's say three months. You know, we, we always look at six, you know, 12 months out, start your audience. Six months out, how do we start um, getting ready for pre-orders and taking people through that process as your book is getting ready to come out? And then three months out, you need a team put together. And this team is going to help bring you into different places to do, um, you know, events talking about your book, whether that's book clubs, whether that's associations, but you're going to go out and start speaking about your book, you know, three months out. And then you take pre-orders. And if you can, this is, again, goes back to what is your goal, but if you can get as many people as possible to buy your book the day or the week that it comes out, you have a lot of sales before your book even opens um that helps and some people want to go for that whole gaming the system to get the amazon bestseller list because if you can get a lot of sales within a couple you know 48 hours amazon sees that and they put you for that day anyway you're now on the amazon bestseller list um which we always joke about that because you know there's people who are on the amazon bestseller list for the Christian nonfiction women in Wisconsin, you know, category, <laughs> super, super specific, but, but then they can say they're on, they're an Amazon bestseller list. Um, so whenever you see those, you kind of go, oh, yeah, everybody can be on an Amazon bestseller list of some sort. If you get your grandma and your aunts to buy the book on that day, but, um, but you know, what is your goal? That, that doesn't mean that's sustainable and going to make you money. And there are people who get a big splash in the beginning 
and they got a lot of publicity behind it, but then, you know, they never made enough money to cover the cost of their book. And mm. there's a lot of companies out there and groups out there who will say, for $20,000, we'll get your book um, into our circle of, you know, our community that's already established. And for that $20,000, and then they end up selling $5,000 worth of books. So, you know, be careful. There's a lot of those type of things out there. So really being clear on what is my goal for this book? Is it really just to get that thought knowledge? Like to me, I love what you're doing because this is now a tool for your business mm. to offer value to their customers. And it's, you don't, you're, you know, it'd be great if you can say this became a bestseller and now you're asked to speak everywhere, different goals. And those two things have to be approached differently. Got it. So it's almost like there's a there's an evolution in the promotion of the of the book. There's there's initially trying to get that early kind of traction um, from from existing audience kind of people that are already following you. And right. then there's that second thing, which is, you know, getting that the algo numbers up. It sounds like it sounds like yeah. there's a really short window on, on Amazon or whatever it is to really sure. kind of end up on that list. Now, that's that's a vanity thing. I appreciate that. Um, but, but it's it a can thing. Be part of the goal. It can be yeah. part of the goal. I mean, there's a lot of people who use a tool called Thunderclap. And Thunderclap, okay. if you I mean you probably have seen those, you know, you're getting people to sign up early to say on this date, if you sign up, here's the tweet, here's the post on Facebook, here's the post on LinkedIn. If you agree, we're gonna send this out on your behalf. And I think Twitter may have stopped allowing Thunderclap. I'm not I know Twitter rules have changed a lot, but um, but what that does is everything surges for that date so that you hit that bestseller list. Again, that could mean you sell, you know, $5,000 worth of books in a day and then it just tanks, you know, after. So if you have a real audience, they're buying the book, they're talking about your book, they're, they're saying this is a great resource, they're linking to your book. But if you have people that did it just because they were in this group and they had to do it, you're going to get the, the spike, but it may not be sustainable to sell the book long term that makes but, sense yeah you know we went we went through this product uh, this process of, of uh, being on product hunt in our early days and it was basically a 24-hour period where we got everyone we knew all of our members subscribers everyone to to basically upvote us and it was actually a really successful event for us we had right. i forgot how many votes we had like seven or five or six seven hundred votes so how much of the initial promotion of a book needs to be like that, where you just, it's all hands on deck and you just spend that first 24, 48 hours getting everyone you know to buy the book, the social posts and the emails and calling and what, what does that look like? Is it, is it that much of a force, like a storm in the beginning, or is that a little overly aggressive? Well, I, I always think that that should be done right when the book is ready to launch, like maybe that week before or you know, a couple weeks before you do this huge push for pre-sales or maybe it's when your book hits, but there should have been a lot of promotion before that, mm. that built up, built up, built up, built up. I love doing, um, like we do Facebook parties and Instagram parties now for book launches where you do an event that's live where you have all your friends, your family, people coming where you speak and you, um, talk about, you know, the book and what it's going to help people do. And that is being streamed live on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, wherever, you're live streaming it and then somebody is managing that on the social media team to say, while this is going on, people are 
doing a game where you're throwing out questions and people answer and you're giving away books every you know half hour on the channels while you're doing this live event that's being you know so you can really make a fun um event of things which helps a surge happen in book sales and what that does is the more any of it whether it's amazon whether it's you know barnes and noble wherever your books are being sold the more they can see okay people are wanting this book they're gonna they're gonna request more books have those available um show it to more people they're going to you know get that um recommendation recommended books showing up in places so definitely makes a huge difference it's a lot of effort but it but it works you know you just have to have it can it can't be a standalone let's just wait and we'll do this huge surge we'll pay for the big surge do the organic stuff all along the way and then do the big surge and then even after that don't let it die off continue to promote that book in ways that are creative giveaways getting on podcasts that's another thing that's a big pre during and after promotion is get on podcasts and talk about your book reach audiences that are not your own um to start expanding the reach of your book wow amazing it's great it's great it's very valuable um so where can where can people find your book um (laughs) amazon barnes noble any of those places yeah you just and i always tell people if you if you google gina shrek you'll see um, where to find it. I think my book page on Amazon comes up. Um, but Amazon, you can just go and either look for my name or social media doesn't work unless you do. Okay. Got it. So I think everyone should just stop right now. Go to Amazon <laughs> type social media doesn't work. Let's do a thunderclap right now. Everyone needs to click that little orange, but is it orange? I forgot what color it is now. Yeah. What uh, color is that now? <laughs> That's funny. Click that button. I've seen the swipe lately on Amazon, so they're definitely doing some testing. Whatever it may be for yeah. your device, click on that button right now because it's it's this is a force of, of information here, Gina. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's yeah, yeah. It's, it's there's a lot to know and it's it's overwhelming. It can be intimidating, but I tell people just if the, if you're in the writing stage, just start, take baby steps, keep promoting, yes. keep talking about it, and don't feel like I have to wait till the book is out in order to um, to talk about the book take people on the journey with you make it make people anticipate reading it amazing yeah gina thank you so much you're so welcome drive safely always fun to talk to you i pulled over so i was very safe and now i'll get back on the road (laughs) (laughs) you be you girl i can't wait till march 1st (laughs) Woo! and i'm glad to know that's a good time to open a business oh it's such a good day divine timing and then what's what do you have a website for the for the co-working space Ruben, of course. We've been promoting it for a year. Hit me, hit me with that. <laughs> yeah, it's the village workspace. The village workspace.com. Amazing. Thanks, Gina. Thank you. Later.